thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm super excited. It's been a minute since I've had an interview, and this was just such a no-brainer for me. I have Nafsika Zacharakis on with us today. She is an incredible leader. She is a professional network marketer. She is passionate about helping women create physical and financial freedom in their lives. She is a friend, a former client. She's someone who I really admire. I really admire her for standing in her truth, for being unapologetically herself. And I just knew that there was so much magic available in having her come on the podcast today and really share her story with us and how she's created the life that she is living today. So Nafsika, welcome. I'm so happy that you said yes. Hi, Valerie. I'm so happy to be here. I'm super excited. Yay, amazing. So I always love to, you know, start with just giving everyone a chance to really get to know you. And I'm also really curious to hear your story because obviously you are crushing it. If if you already follow Nafsika, she is, she wakes up early. She's, you know, crushing it in her business. She has an incredible morning routine and there's been a lot of work and behind the scenes things that she's gone through to get to this point. So I would love if you could share your story, whatever you feel called to with us. Absolutely. Yes. My morning routine and my daily dance parties are definitely part of my Instagram for those of you who follow me. And it started five or six years ago when I was living in Boston. So I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts, and I was working as a clinical research coordinator in a hospital. It was like my dream job working at the number one hospital in the country. And I thought I was going to go to medical school. So my path definitely shifted. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that today, but I really wasn't feeling happy in my career six months in. And I realized that I was wanting to help people. I was wanting to make an income. I was wanting to make an impact at the same time, but it wasn't going to be in medicine. I saw the people around me really super unhappy. I'm sure that your listeners can relate, especially with COVID and all the things that have gone on in 2020. And so I knew when I was feeling really unhappy that I needed to take my happiness and put it in my own hands and really like take control of my mental state because I wasn't feeling good. I was sleeping in really well late. I was waking up right before I had to go to work. And, um, it just wasn't in my highest alignment, but I was like really struggling with what to do. And so I got into personal development. I had a friend recommend the miracle morning, that book, and really starting 
cutting my morning off as a sacred space before I go to work and before I really started my day. And I had a lot of resistance to that. I actually didn't read the book for three months after I bought it. I bought it on Amazon, um, put it under my bed for three months, completely forgot about it. And then eventually one day I was just cleaning up my room and found the book and started reading it. And I couldn't put it down as I was, as I was getting into it, realizing like I could take five minutes every single morning and set the tone of my day. I could visualize, I could journal, I could meditate. And it didn't matter if I was in a job that I didn't like. It didn't matter if I didn't like my coworkers or my boss, like I could control their interpretation I had every single day. And that was a huge opening into personal development and into a morning routine. And then I like got obsessed with it. I was like addicted to my morning routine where I couldn't start my day without it because it made me feel so good. It made me feel like I was in control of my emotions and how I treated other people, how they affected me and my feelings. And so that was my first taste into personal development. And I started at that point, really trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. I knew that medicine wasn't going to be the career for me. So I ended up leaving my job. I became a nanny for seven months. I became a cycling instructor. I always tell people like I had a quarter life crisis at 22 because I was like, I thought I was going to go onto this path of being a doctor. And now that's not what I want to do, but that's all I knew my entire life up until that point. And so I just kind of was figuring it out along the way. I had hired coaches. I had hired people to support me in accountability, support me in figuring out, you know, what my life's purpose was. And I knew I got to take a leap of faith to move to California because it had always been on my heart to do that. I had seen the sunshine. I had seen the palm trees. I had seen, you know, the people there and that lifestyle. And I knew that Boston and that environment wasn't the lifestyle for me at that point in my life. So bought a one-way ticket to California, um, a couple months after quitting my job and I had no idea what I was doing. I had no savings. I had one friend here. She really supported me and took me under her wing. And it was, that was the first time in my life where I did something without a plan and just trusted the universe and trusted that everything was going to work out for me because I was like, what's the worst thing that happens? I go move back home and live with my parents and figure it out from there. But I knew in my heart that I got to really have this opportunity and, and see what's going to happen. And that created so much belief in myself to do that and to do something that was really uncomfortable and something that so many people told me not to do. So many people were concerned for me about doing that. They thought I was crazy. They were trying to talk me out of it. And I stood in my power. And that was the first decision I remember that I did for myself and not for anybody else or not for approval. And my entire life changed because I made a decision like that and moving to California, getting into the Ascension Leadership Academy where you and I met, that was really my first experience in emotional intelligence and that type of transformational, like experiential work where I was also able to create that network and create that community of conscious leaders in San Diego. Um, and that really opened up what I wanted my life to be about and what I wanted my vision to be and, and what I wanted to do every single day. It really paved a path for me. That personal development and working on myself paved a path for where I wanted to go in my professional career. And that's where network marketing came in. That's where owning my own business and entrepreneurship came in and being the best version of myself to inspire other people. It all came through those decisions along 
along the way that were about me. And then they ended up being about other people at the end of the day as well. So I could go on and on about my story and personal development and all of that, but that's really like a high level past five years, kind of fast facts. Wow. That is so freaking inspiring. And you and I, I mean, no wonder why we connect in the way we do. We have similar stories of just really taking a bet on ourselves. And it's, it's, it sounds like you've operated from a lot of faith, a lot of faith in the not yet seen and just really following that knowing. And that's what's so inspiring to me about your story is that you like, to think you're going to be a doctor, there's certain, you know, decisions you make in your life, classes you take, you're investing in this and that. And it's probably was ingrained in you for a while. You're like, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a doctor. And that's viewed as, you know, the, um, the, the dream, the safe way, like you're going to create a career. You're going to have financial freedom from that. And for you to be like, Hey, this doesn't light me up. And to just find ways to support yourself financially with the nannying, with being a cycle instructor, it just goes to show that there's always a supply. There's always, you're always going to be supported. And, um, that whole, I really view you as someone who burns the boats, right? So moving to California and just being really grounded in, hey, I get to do this. And what's the actual worst case scenario? Okay, I could live with my parents. Would I survive that? Yeah, that would be fine. I would survive. And that's so incredible that you've built such a life here because I really view you as someone who's super connected. You just, the way you are in community, it's so inspiring. And I would love to hear more about your journey with emotional intelligence. And even, I I don't know if a lot of people know what that is, which is fine. I had no idea what emotional intelligence was as I was getting into personal development. I was like, oh, I'm working on my mindset, this and that. But I would love if you could share a little bit more about, you know, what emotional intelligence is and what really opened up for you when you invested in ALA, which is Ascension Leadership Academy, which for anyone listening, that is the program that really shifted my life in a huge way. And I know the same for Nafsika where um, it's just the, the deepest work. I describe it. I feel like it's like 10 years of therapy and a couple weekends. And I mean, really, I would not have a business. I would not be a coach. I would not have the life that I have today. I would not even have the romantic relationship I have today if it weren't for that program. So I would love if you could share a little bit more about your journey and what emotional intelligence even is. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the way that I describe emotional intelligence is using those two words. Like it's being smart, being intelligent with your emotions and realizing that your emotions do not control you. And just because you feel a certain way, doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you. It doesn't mean that you're unworthy. It doesn't mean that you don't have the skills or the ability to do something. It literally just means that you're a human being who is alive and experiencing those emotions. And before ALA, I 
really had a lot of ups and downs in my emotions. Like I'd be super high energy, super excited, really happy. And then I would be depressed. I would be really sad. I would feel like the world was crashing down on me. I thought I was bipolar at one point. I was like, why are my emotions all over the place? Like I really felt out of control with them. And I also felt like my emotions controlled my day. So however I felt in that moment was how my day was going to go. However I felt was the actions that I was going to take because of my emotional state and ALA really taught me that it's okay to feel emotions, but what's important is what we do with them and not creating a story around the emotions that we're feeling, creating more neutrality around them. And what some of the biggest pieces of my life that I worked on through emotional intelligence and ALA was my unworthiness was my lack of lack of worthiness, my lack of confidence, and also like my lack of integrity with myself. I used to say all the time, like, Oh, I want to start my own business. I want to do this. I want to date, or I want to get out of this relationship, or I want to move. I want to save money. Like I used to say all those things and I never took any action to do them. So every day I was breaking my word to myself. Um, Um, And I also like almost lived a double life before ALA where like I portrayed myself on social media in one way. I portrayed myself to friends and family in one way. But then when I was alone and when I was by myself, I didn't feel that way. And so I felt like an imposter. I felt this dichotomy and this disconnect. And I also really struggled with promoting myself. And as you know, Valerie, like right, being a coach or having your own business, like you're, you're, constantly promoting yourself. And it's not like in a showy way, it's that we believe that we have something of value to share with people. So we want to talk about it. We want to provide that value and share that. But before ALA, I didn't feel like I could do that. And I didn't feel like I could quote unquote, like sell myself to people because I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe in my offerings. I felt unworthy of being the stand for somebody, being that voice of reason for them, being that leader for them. I didn't see myself in that way. And the powerful thing about ALA and that experience, and I know I'm sure you could relate to it, is it's all about experiences. Like I had done a lot of lectures. I had gone to Tony Robbins things. I had gone to personal development seminars and things like that, where you sit there, you have a desk, you take notes, you have all these amazing notes and all these awesome breakthroughs. And then I would go home and I would like lose the notebook. I would forget about it. I would never open it again. And those things didn't really stick. And what ALA did it is it showed me how I show up in the world and who I truly and authentically am. And then I was able to be like, Oh my gosh, this is like the real Nafsika. This is who I, who I authentically am when I don't have all those walls and those barriers and that BS kind of building me up and putting that armor on me. So then I was able to expand and fly and, and really, um, yeah, be bold and unapologetic about, who I am and and what I'm on this earth to do. Yes. I love that. And I love what you shared around when you're an entrepreneur and when you're a personal brand, when you're the face of your business, there is a level of self-worth that gets to come through to be able to show up. Right. And be able to have conversations with people where you will likely get rejected or sharing your story, right? It's like, how often do you share unflattering details about yourself that someone may look at and be like, oh my gosh, but it's like, you're so grounded in what you're here to do, the message you're here to share. And so it's like, everything comes back to worthiness, right? Mm -hmm. And 
to be able to show up, show your face on social media. That for me, my business would have started a lot sooner, but I was so scared to talk on camera and go on story. That was my biggest hurdle with starting my business. I hid behind my perfectly curated quotes and captions that I would take time to write out. And something that I really admire about you, Nafsika, is you show up on video every day. You really put yourself out there and you're very vulnerable. Do you feel like you're a vulnerable person? Cause that's my experience of you. It wasn't always that way. And something actually Valerie that you shared with me, like I had COVID back in November and I posted on my Instagram story, like while I was really sick, my experience with COVID. And I remember you messaged me being like, this is so powerful. I'm sure it's so healing for you. And I had thought about it like for my audience, I was like, I want to really share with people my experience with COVID. I know a lot of people are afraid. I know that some people have shame around having it. And I was always thinking about my audience and the other people that I was serving. But when you, I will never forget that message that you sent me. I don't even know if you know this, um, about how healing it was for me. And I took a step back and I was like, you know what? Valerie's completely right. It was also healing for me and supportive of my own journey to share vulnerably, to allow myself to kind of process with other people, with my audience and just be unedited, be raw, trigger some people. It was all good. You know, it is what it is. Be polarizing. Um, and, and really have that. So yeah, I mean the vulnerability, I show up as much as I can without filters. Like I don't want to even put filters on my story. Um, I don't do my hair and makeup really that often, which some people love to do. But for me, it's like, if I'm in my pajamas or I'm in my robe and I'm doing a dance party, like I'm just going to show people that, um, and my hair is all crazy or whatever's going on. And then sometimes I'm all dolled up and feeling really feminine and, and beautiful and confident in that way. And I'll also show that too. Um, and so for me, yeah, the vulnerability piece is really like a window into my day-to-day life. Like what is a day in the life of Nafsiga look like? Like what's going on? If I'm feeling weird moon energy, I know you and I talk about that with the moon and Mercury retrograde, like I'm going to post about that. If I'm feeling weird, I'm going to share it with people. If I'm feeling really excited, I'm going to share it. So that way it's just the human beingness of all of the emotions and the, and the range of that, that I want people to also see at the same time. Yes. That is so beautiful because by sharing that you give women permission to feel the same way, because how often do we walk around making ourselves wrong? Why am I so tired right now? Like, why am I struggling with this? Why am I feeling this way? And I've been seeing more and more people like us, more entrepreneurs coming on people who have a personal brand coming on their story and just saying, Hey, is anyone else feeling this energy right now? Like, is anyone else feeling like they're going through a rebirth? And just to know that there's one person out there who's feeling the same thing as you can be incredibly healing. I've been sharing about like when I'm on my period and I'll invite people, I'm like, Hey, like, let me know for cycle sisters, <laughs> like, let me know if we're in this together. And I just love that you do that. And with the COVID thing, that was around the time when there was a lot of, I mean, people had been getting it, but there were there. Remember there was a time when COVID first started where it was like, people were like, Oh, I know someone who has gotten COVID and it was like this thing. And so that's what I really saw for you. When you shared, you just were really like showing people like, Hey, here's what I'm feeling every day. Like, I'm not going to 
you know, pretend I don't have it. And you're, it, it almost like helped to remove some fear. Of course, everyone reacts differently, but that was something I really admired with you. And I want to talk about too, because you were in the March round of fall in love and something that I really loved about working with you is I love that you shared about your experience. Like you shared with people in your life that you were in this program, you shared on your story, you know, being tagged on Instagram is my love language. So I loved when you would be on camera, just really talking about things you were moving through. You always kept it really real. I loved when you were like, you know, on our calls, you're like, Hey, I'm having some resistance around the homework. And you just, you were always available for a breakthrough and you really had such an impact on that group just by what you were willing to share being seen, being messy, such a joy working with you. So I would love to hear a little bit more about, you know, what led to your decision to invest in fall in love and let's address resistance that has come up with that or other investments you've made. Mm, I love this story. So I had followed Valerie for like over a year, at least. Like I remember meeting you through ALA, meeting you at a new moon circle in San Diego, and then just seeing all of your posts resonating with everything that you were sharing on your stories and on your, on your grid. And I remember telling my best friend and business partner, Chelsea, one day when I'm ready, I'm going to hire Valerie as my dating coach. Like those words came out of my mouth and I'd already done so much personal development where like looking back on it, I'm like, I can't believe I was like one day when I'm ready. Like, you know, you're, I'm never ready. I know that it's never going to be the perfect timing. I know that I'm never going to be ready, but that's the story that I told myself. Like I get to work on my business. I'm a new full-time entrepreneur. I'm moving. I have a lot of things going on. I don't want to open this can of worms of dating. That was a big one for me. I was like, it's easier to just have this little box that is in the back of the closet that's hidden, like covered in clothes and junk and whatever. That's my <laughs> dating life. That's all back there. Like I'd rather just leave it back there than have to like go clean out the closet, clean out that box and like deal with all of that. And so literally for over a year, I felt that way where I was like, one day I'm going to hire Valerie. It's just not right now. It's just not right now. It's just not right now. And I eventually what happened was a breakdown, a breakdown. And I don't even know if you know, you don't know the story, but I ended up giving one of my best friends feedback about her relationship and it was not from what I had seen. It wasn't a good relationship for her. She wasn't in her highest self. This man wasn't a good fit for her. I saw her, you know, not living in her highest potential and really dimming her light while being with this man. And as one of her best friends, I was like, I need to say something. So I had a conversation with her and she also ended up giving me the feedback that I, she was like, I can't trust you with advice around dating and relationships because you have been ignoring it for so long and that you have been not really focusing on that area of your life. And so I know that you care about me and I know that this is important to you to share with me. And I really would love for you to take a look at that in your life because I care so much about you that I see this block in you around dating. And I was like, 
wow okay <laughs> and it was really it was the pattern interrupt that I needed although it was really uncomfortable and um it, it really allowed me to see that I was I just had this cage around my heart and that I was ignoring and procrastinating something that could bring so much joy and light and fun and femininity into my life because I was afraid and I was afraid of opening it up I was afraid of investing in myself and it not working or falling back into old patterns and old habits. And I knew that whatever I was afraid of, I got to run towards really quickly so that I could dissipate the fear. And that's when I reached out to you and booked our call and enrolled in fall in love right away, because I knew that there was a block there that I needed to overcome. Wow. So powerful. I love the honest conversations that you can have with your friend and just the fact that you were willing to be open and hear what your friend had to say. And uh, that's just such a powerful story. And I'm so happy that you decided to invest. And that is something very, very common that women share with me. They're like, I've ignored this part of my life. And It's really, you know, because we can know intellectually, we're like, oh, be your best self. And then your person will come. And, you know, dating is a mirror. What we're attracting is a mirror. The people we've dated are mirrors. Everything is feedback for us, which, you know, something we learn in transformation is that feedback is information. And that's, that's one of the the fastest ways to grow is receiving feedback. And that's what coaching looks like. That's what hiring a mentor looks like. So it's all really, really powerful. And I would love to hear more about, you know, what changes you noticed in yourself from the program. And even I find that the shifts happen when the program ends and there's that time for integration. So I would love to hear, you know, what opened up for you from that experience. I'm so excited to update you on this, Valerie, because there's new updates since we last chatted. So it's so good. Um, So for me, just like you mentioned, I was so real. Like I had so much resistance, but I was like, I'm running towards resistance. I'm going to tell you when I don't want to do the homework. I'm going to tell you when I'm annoyed. Like, and that really supported me because then you were there to support me and, and hold me through that breakthrough, just like you were saying. But during the program, what I kept coming back to was, and this is part of my vision that I said even before the program was, being unapologetically myself. Something that you talk about all the time is like, we get to be our authentic version and our person is going to love who we are unapologetically and love us unconditionally. And in the past, I had always tried to be somebody else on my dates or tried to be somebody else when I was texting or on a dating app or whatever it was. And so as I started dating, I was like, this is me. Like I, this is just going to be me and I'm not changing who I am. I'm not changing how I speak. I'm not changing my body. I'm not changing how I dress. Like I'm not changing anything about me because I don't want to, like, I love who I am. And my person gets to love who I am instead of portraying something and then feeling like I'm living two different worlds and two different lives, which I've done in the past. So that was a huge breakthrough for me because then what ended up happening as I started dating and putting myself out there, I was so confident in who I was through the program and the work that I had done and the belief that you poured into me that men were just like in awe of who I was. Like they saw how authentic I was and they saw how bright my light was that some of them were not about it for sure. Um, and that was totally okay. Like I didn't take it personally. I was like, cool, you're not for me all good. We get to move on. We get to move forward. There's going to be somebody else. And then there was experiences that I had where like I was 
just myself. And like, those of you who know me know that I love dessert and I have a big sweet tooth. So on every single date, I'd be like, the date's not over until I have dessert. And like every guy would like love to buy me dessert or they'd take me to like their favorite dessert place. They would literally leave the restaurant with me and be like, I need to drive you to this really special churro place or this special donut place. Like you have to have my favorite donut. And they loved like giving me that unique experience because I was uniquely and unapologetically myself of like, this is what I want. And they were like, cool, I want to give it to you. And the guy and the men who didn't like, wasn't a good fit and it was all good. So that was a huge breakthrough and experience for me. Um, another one was just like leaning back and, and being authentic, like leaning back and allowing the man to court me. Like I am such like an alpha woman and I own my own business and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, reach out to them. Like, I know what I want. I'm going to make this happen and allowing the man to take the lead and, and text me and plan the date and pick me up and schedule everything. Tell me what time they're going to pick me up and really create those boundaries around like timing wise. Like it needs to be, you know, 24 to 48 hours in advance. Like I would like to know, you know, where we're like, what time you're going to pick me up? What do I wear? All of those details. In the past, I would feel uncomfortable asking for that because I didn't want to push them away. And now I really created those boundaries and those standards of this is what I expect. And when it is a boundary and an expectation, it's either met or it's not. And if it's not, that's okay. Like there's an abundance of men out there, but if it is met, then I get to feel safe and I get to feel like this man truly cares and wants to invest his time and energy in me. So that was really during the program. Now what I've noticed with us being like a couple weeks out was I actually was just in Austin for ALA and visiting and traveling. I took a little break from dating apps, but what I noticed was that my heart feels a lot more open and I am feeling energy with men like all the time. And it's not necessarily like a sexual energy or like we're going to be dating or we're going to get together or that they're really interested in me. But I notice men like watching me and I, I notice them like, be being interested in what I'm doing in that moment or being interested in like being closer to me or being in my space, asking me more questions about me or even acknowledging me for the way that I show up. Like I've literally had men come up to me and acknowledge me for like, wow, like you're so powerful. You show up as so worthy. Like I can't wait to be with a woman like you. And I'm like in shock. Like I'm like, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate that. Right. And I know that I'm doing the work to like, have my heart be open in that way to receive that energy and then decide what I want to do with it. So that's been really powerful to experience in person as the world has been opening up. And as I'm back in like my tribe and in my network and everything to really feel those shifts um, within that space. Mm, this is so beautiful. I have like seven things I want to say about this. So firstly, it's so beautiful. Your transformation and fall in love. What I hear when you say, you know, Oh, you know, I used to like texting first and, you know, basically you fell into this place of trusting, trusting that if the dates meant to happen, they're going to confirm, they're going to give you the details and you let go of a story of, I have to make it happen. And so mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. And I love the fact that you consciously are off dating apps or you're, when you were in Austin, you, you know, weren't on them yet. Men were still approaching you yet. You were still noticing. And when a woman's really like in her power, that's when men 
want to be around her and you will, you notice in this energy, you attract all types of men. And it's not even men who are necessarily someone you would even want to date, but it's like the energy is so felt and it's so refreshing and it's so unique and authentic and potent that men can't help but compliment you. And in this energy, what I'm really hearing is that you're in this confident space of knowing like that's confirmation. It's closer. It's like those men coming up to you, giving you that feedback that is just, that's almost like a wink from the universe, from God, that you're on your path and you're on your way. And so this is so valuable. And if you're listening right now, which I know you are, but anyone listening, who's thinking I have to be on dating apps or the only way that I can like get closer to meeting my person is if I'm physically on a date messaging with guys, that's one of the 10 million ways you can meet somebody. And no matter what your energy and the openness of your heart is always going to be the most important thing. So this is incredible. I love this. So amazing. Nafsika. So I would love to hear more about, you know, because you are so passionate about just women being in their power, women experiencing freedom on all levels. And I'd love to hear more about your vision and what you're committed to creating in the world. Mm, I love this question. So for me, because I've lived so much of my life and I'm young, young still. So I'm really grateful for that. But because so much of my life up until that now has been me dimming my light, feeling like I'm too much, I'm too loud. I cry too much. I talk too much, whatever it is. That was so much of my past and my childhood growing up that I took that pain and I took that covering and dimming of my light and decided that my vision got to be being the permission for other women to own their voices, own their vulnerability, own their tears, own their bodies, their sexuality, their confidence, whatever that is, and live their authentic selves. Because what I see is when women live their highest version of themselves, they live their authentic selves, the world is completely shifted and transformed. Like I get so excited about imagining women in their power and whatever that looks like. If they're a stay-at-home mom and they're in their power or they're an entrepreneur and they're in their power, Power. They work in corporate America and they're in their power, real estate, whatever it is, women who really own who they are, just create a tidal wave of transformation, of freedom, of other women, other men, children growing up, like all of that really gets to expand and grow and flourish. And so that's my overarching vision. And the way that I found to really do that with entrepreneurship and network marketing is supporting women and creating those home-based businesses for themselves, creating an additional stream of income, that residual income to create that financial freedom. And then also physically in the health and wellness space that I'm in to allow women to have the energy, the health in their body, the mental clarity to live as the highest version of themselves, and then use that as a vehicle to go on and live their visions and create the impact in the world that they have on their hearts. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And you are such a woman who loves seeing other women rise. And that's like, that is just, when I think of you, I think of someone who is a cheerleader, a sister, like when I think of you, I think of empowerment. Like that's literally the first word that comes up for me is the way you empower women and 
I just, I love what you've created for yourself, the stand you are for a transformation, how, you know, how much you share your vision. And I want to hear more about what you're up to, what you're creating next. And before that, I'm feeling really called to ask you about a piece of wisdom that you could share with a woman who may be listening right now. And she's hearing, and she's feeling really inspired. She's like, wow, I love that this woman is just, you know, she works for herself. She's you know, created a life of freedom within herself. And financially she, you know, orders dessert on dates. And I'm, I'm at a place where I feel like I'm dimming my light. I feel like I'm not there yet. What's a piece of wisdom you would give to a woman who's maybe a little at a different place in her journey? What comes to mind right away, the piece of wisdom is whatever scares you and whatever you're afraid of run into it like lean into it, go after it. If investing in yourself scares you, pick up that call, pull out your credit card, whatever it is, say yes to it. If going on a date scares you, like say yes to it and really follow those things because it's a sign from the universe that that's a, that's the next step for you. Yes. That's so beautiful. I love that. I got chills on my right arm when you said that, which means that it is, if it resonates for me, it's resonating for someone else. So I would love to hear more about what you're working on, what you're up to. I know it's something big, so please share with us. Mm, Thank you. (laughs) I currently am really focusing on my network marketing business. What I have going on right now is mentoring and leading five women in that space who are really looking for another opportunity. They're looking for that physical, for that financial freedom and are coachable and committed to doing that. What I found is working as a team and as sisters, just like you said, I love that you use that word and creating that community and that accountability is something that I craved in the past and that I got from fall in love and other programs as well. And that I'm now creating with our team and, and with our business. So working on really supporting five women in being their authentic selves, being the permission for other women in their space and brightening their light every single day through that opportunity. Mm, I love it. That's incredible. And I know that after this episode, if it hasn't already happened, that so many women are going to want to follow you, witness these dance parties, learn more from you. So where can people find you? Where do you hang out the most? I hang out the most on Instagram. So definitely come connect with me on there. Yay. What's your Instagram handle? It's my first and last name. So okay. Nafsika Zacharakis with an underscore. And I'm sure Valerie will post how to spell it, but <laughs> I am like the one and only Nafsika on Instagram. So if you start searching that, you'll see me on there. Yes, I love your name. It's so beautiful. And are you starting to go by your full name now? Yes, you and I had a conversation about that. <laughs> My first enrollment call into Fall in Love, I already got a takeaway when you and I chatted and it was so powerful because I used to go by Knopf. I actually used to go by Nancy. That's the English translation of my name. And when I moved to California, I changed it to Nafsika. But then I was like, oh, it's kind of hard for people to pronounce. Like, I don't want to have to explain it all the time. It seems annoying. Knopf is so much easier. So I started going by that and all my 
my friends and colleagues, people that I would meet, I would just tell them my name's Nafsika and they'd be like, whoa, that's so unique. Do you have a nickname or what do you go by? Like they were also trying to get the easy way out. And so I was like, yeah, it's Nof. And I started doing that. And then Valerie, when you and I connected and you were like, do you like going by Nof or do you like going by Nafsika? And I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like whatever one is easier for you. And I'm sure other women can relate to that. Like whatever one's easier for you is totally fine. And you took a stand for me and you were like, no, like you get to choose like, which one do you want? There's no right or wrong answer. And you get to choose powerfully what you want people to call you, like what your name is. And I tuned in and I checked in and I was like, no, it's Nafsika. Like that is my name. And so that is now what I'm going by powerfully. Thanks to you. Such a beautiful name. I love it. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your heart and being you through and through your authentic, you know, on Instagram, your authentic and your friendships. And thank you so much for your authenticity and your vulnerability here. I'm uh, just so excited to see what's next for you. And thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Valerie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.